Welcome to Shine Waves, spirituality without the flaw. I think we are that can judge another person by their color, their creed, or their belief system when we are nothing in comparison to the universe. It was kind of interesting too because I didn't know if anyone else was saying like this. I'm like, is this weird? Is this? And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shine Waves, Spirituality Without the Fluff. And it's with me, I, Steve, and we have... Pinky. Pinky. Pinky's here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So we have a load of different stuff we're going to talk about. And then we're going to probably split this down into two or three parts. Maybe four. And then we'll continue it. But we've got a lot of things we want to get off our chest. Oh, tons, tons. Because we are getting so much of the same crap <laughs> through this door. And we're kind of fed up with it. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down a couple of the things. So just in this one, we have <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Pinky has a few uh, pet peeves when it comes to astrology, and I think he wants to get that off his chest. We're also Very going so. to do um, the CERN theory and the time theory. Now, that's going to get interesting. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with your pet peeve. Okay. When it comes to astrology, because you get the same thing happening all the time, same people coming in with the same sort of mindset, and you're at a stage now where you're just like, no, I have to put this right. So we're going to put it on this podcast, and then we're just going to jump down every rabbit hole you've ever thought of in your entire life with time theory alone. Like, we could talk for four hours on that. Well, that time theory is going to blow a lot of minds, oh, that's yeah. for sure. Right. So, what's your pet peeve? My pet peeve is, what are your three signs? Oh, the TikTok sensation. The TikToks, the Facebook, all the forms. It's just, I'm sorry for everyone out there, but it's stupidity at its finest. Right. So Explain it. All right. So let's that, so explain that theory of the three rising signs, and then we'll defluff it and make it official. Because okay. right. I, I don't really, you know me, I'm not massively into astrology whatsoever. I'm getting better. I still don't have that Gregorian or sidereal mindset when it comes to it. I just don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Certain traits do certain things. It's real fluffy. Yeah, obviously. Hence why you're having a podcast about <laughs> it. But it's the fact that the, the rising signs is, uh, it's a terminology that I'm not familiar with. Okay. So I would break so that down first and then we'll go into the, the proper way of doing it, shall we? Yeah, so people will say, what are your three signs? First, starting with your rising sign. Um, The rising sign is what you would call like your main sign. Then they say, what's your moon sign? And then what's your sun sign? I understand where they're trying to come from, but this isn't possible because within every aspect of astrology, when you look at people, especially let's take sidereal astrology. When you're born between certain months, you're either a Pisces, a Cancer, like between now, like people are saying Cancer season, right? Mm-hmm. So then why aren't more people acting the same way that are born during the same time? Yeah, that makes sense. So you let alone, the signs change every two hours in Vedic astrology. You can have all 12 signs being born. So this is why we have variety and this is why no one's acting the same. So you can't use what are your three signs? Because these signs are going to be moving. And technically, when you look at Vedic versus sidereal, um, when people say the moon, the moon's the emotional mind, cool. The sun is the soul, yep. But then we also have the logical mind, which is Mercury. Then we also have the higher soul, which is Jupiter. You have to look at the whole picture, right. not this three sign garbage where everyone's like, ha ha ha, with three signs, guess what I am? It's like, no, it's... 
Yeah, I, f- I find it kind of strange because in sidereal laminaries, but in Vedic and Cancer, and I show a collective of both signs, a lot of traits of both signs, but it's very, it was very confusing to me because when you're sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, predetermined to mm. be a certain sign and have that traits and your, your personality and persona based on that sign, it's really frustrating because I'm like, I'm not normal Aries. And then when I done my chart with you, I was like, well, you're a cancer. And I'm like, that makes so much more sense. Well, that's the whole reality behind it. Because with the whole chart in Vedic, you represent every single sign, but you have your one predominant sign. Right. So all 12 zodiac signs are active. And wherever these planets are placed, you will then see certain traits. So... For people who are cancer but have an Aries-like mindset, yeah, sure, your moon or your Mercury could be there because that means your emotional or logical mindset's in Aries. Okay. So it's a bigger picture. It's more complex. It's a big puzzle. And because of this three-sign garbage, it has now caused... Sorry, I'm grinning over here. I find that hilarious just because we're so deep-fluffed around here. and It's garbage. Yeah, I got pretty desensitized, so now I'm just going to say it as it is. But... With that whole three sign thing, it's not possible because you are a collective of everything. And then people are going to say, well, Sidereal was there before. No, Vedic was there before, long before anything that we can document. Oh, we're going to get into that in the time theory. Because mm-hmm. you, you'd be surprised how, how would you say, messed up our, our current time frame is mm-hmm. based on factual evidence. Just factual right. and it's it's pretty interesting how that happened right. a lot of uh, greedy mindsets that wanted to be the first to something yeah but w- i digress <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like even if we look back in sixty-two thousand years ago vedic already had all the signs labeled all 12 signs so it's like the greeks went into the east and they started to do trading and yes they probably found out about it they tried to copy it god bless them for trying but they goofed it and for all of you out there you're wrong Wow, that's a big statement. Well, if I can analyze a person to such a degree in Vedic, I can tell their personality, I can read their entire past life, like from their childhood upwards. You can see their future. I've been able to predict, and I've only been wrong one time so far, so 99% of my predictions always seem to come true. Yeah. So Vedic is so accurate to a T that if you know how to read it, you can get all these predictions, as where Western astrology is what got it labeled as a pseudoscience. Yeah. So it's just well, it's like, like anything else that I've even noticed, and you know, it sort of runs me into the next point about the the, the variation of teachings, even with energy therapy and the energy um, practices, where the factual evidence behind even the chakra system, for instance, which people associate with Japan, but it's actually Hindu. Precisely, it's, it came from the Vedas, and but that theory behind it, what they do, all the fluff behind it you're not you're not taught anything accurately here or in any sort of westernized mindset it's it's kind of like it's bastardized to suit the masses so it's a quick fix instead of the actual fix and it's something that i find you know with your astrology and with especially with uh, reiki and reiki energy whichever you want to pronounce it um we find very similar um bastardizations where things are simplified to touch such a degree they don't actually make sense well that's actually uh, another good point that I want to point out here it just came to my mind that when we look at the bastardization what do we see is a lot of people trying to control the masses yeah and so if you think about Western astrology it promotes 
the idea of masses to pigeonhole people into certain categories. Yeah. But Vedic promotes the individual. Yeah. So can you imagine that promoting an individual to think for themselves, to be for themselves, well, rather there's than there's no civilization. There's no civilization wants that because uh, individual thinking, which we are seeing a lot of, to be perfectly honest, over this past few years with the pandemic, people are starting to wake up. And uh, for the record, don't use the term woke. Not around me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that term. I had a guy came up to me recently and he says, "I'm so woke," and I went, "No, you're so stupid." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bastardization. That w- the word woke is a bastardization. Yeah, it's it's just like the word meditation. Do you know what woke actually means? No, tell me. It actually comes from the black community, okay. and it's it's a slang term to mean hello. Oh shoot! I learned that randomly. You know, one of them stupid like weird TikToks that you sort of you and I both we're not on TikTok for the record. We observe TikTok but we're not active on it. No. Does that that's a first something? That is a very first so thing. I, I like watching it. I like watching it the evenings. It's funny to unwind and watch what other people do. I'm not gonna lie. But actually that came up as a TikTok where the word woke is actually comes from the black community. And it's just basically like a, a different way of saying hello. Hmm. And I'm like all these people running around going, I am so woke as if to assimilate that into spirituality and faith and spiritual progression. I'm like, you are sh- stupid. It's just people <laughs> that want to be something special, and that was the quickest way but to that's it. But that's not the whole point, right? Let, let's get into that, because that's a very big statement in the sense that but people want to be special. You are special. You have a unique fingerprint. You have a unique retina scan. You have unique thoughts, unique feelings. Everything you do is unique. Every person on the planet is unique. The problem is they try to assimilate into these pigeonhole labels and groups and take their uniqueness away from them. Exactly. And that's what I don't like. I don't like that pigeonholing because that's another form of segregation. And within the spiritual community, if you're not, you know, an energy healer, if you're not a reader, if you're not a medium, or if you don't have that, I would say, outward ability shown and displayed and labeled on you, you're or nothing. But most of the greatest people I've had the pleasure of learning from, mentors, uh, your term would be gurus, nobody knows about them for that mm-hmm. reason. Because those with knowledge don't like sharing it. Because it that becomes a bastardization. And that's the, the really, it's, it's one of the, again, one of the core reasons why I created this podcast is to defluff as much of this information as I can. And I'm not all-knowing. I know I'm not all-knowing. I have a pretty decent mindset and knowledge base across all aspects of spirituality, but I'm not all-knowing. If I don't know, I'll say I don't know. But I've tested people who have come in here, and I've tested their knowledge, and I've tested the depth of their understanding for the fun of it. It was like that one Reiki master who came in and was like, I'm a Reiki master. I was like, okay, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing, right? It, it, it's about, if you're going to use a term, be able to back it up. Like if you're going to say, right, well, I do sidereal astrology. Well, know everything about it. Uh, when you say I'm a Vedic astrologer, no matter who sits at this actual desk that we're doing this report recording on for the record to get a reading, they get a reading that is so in-depth so, and, and just as a representation, yeah. an average uh, westernized sidereal astrology session is about 30 minutes. And that's for a full reading. Your mm. full readings are two and a half to three hours. Sometimes more. And then 
homework. Yep. That's because that's the depth you go to. You got to find the karma of the person. By the way, karma is this thing you must experience. Not if I do something good, you get it three times back in return. It doesn't work that way. That's bullshit. And it drives me nuts too because on TikTok right now, there are karmic astrologers using sidereal, but karma has nothing to do with their sidereal astrology. And it's actually nothing to do with any astrology by, by definition. It's a, it's a, a predetermined outcome portrayed by the gods. Well, that's the cool thing too because in Vedic, you can actually see the third spot away from Saturn where someone will put their most efforts to find themselves mm -hmm. and go through the lessons they need to so for me my saturn's in the sixth house and three spots away is the eighth house and lord knows we went through some pretty tough struggles the eighth house is like the dark deepest pits mm -hmm. that's where you discover your dharma through those karmas wow that's a that's a bit of a mind blower yeah, it's 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 it's. That, that, uh, I think it's mind blowing for the simple fact. Yeah, yeah, the terminology. I understand the dharma being your soul path, your life path, your, your life purpose. I understand karma. Karma being a lesson that gets you onto your life purpose, or actually is preventing you from getting onto your life purpose. But if you put all them words into a westernized mindset, that, this conversation is completely different. Yeah, it it I, would have been me smashing something by now. No, but my, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The, the fact of the matter is we, we use terminologies uh, within the westernized world that we have no comprehension of. It's actually, uh, it's one of them really weird, um, how would you say, off keys when it comes to this sort of stuff, where people will get a book. And I've seen this a thousand times in my clientele base. They'll get a book. They'll read that book and suddenly they're an expert on that. And I've seen it, and I'm not being disrespectful, I've even seen it within your own community. Oh, very people, much so. Where people say, well, you know, I'm Hindu, I can do astrology, all of a sudden you're a Vedic astrologer. We I, talk I, about that all the time, how that yeah. drives me nuts in my own community. But that's, that's what I'm saying. That I can understand because you're, you're engrossed in it from a younger age. A lot of the people who are awakening, and I'm going to use that term in air quotes, mm -hmm. okay? When a lot of people are awakening, are awakening into a time where spirituality is so openly accepted that there's no passion behind it anymore. Um, I'll give you a classic example. Um, in the country in which I grew up, your religious or spiritual path could cost you your life because of the whole uh, fight against Protestants and Catholics, Catholics and Protestants. And it was religious for many, many years. It was tied to control of uh, the parliament in England or controlled with the association with the Rome and the Pope. So if I walked down one side of the street wearing a specific color that was associated with a specific religious base, you could get shot at. And I could walk down the opposite side of the street and be absolutely fine. And that's what I'm trying. People who are engrossed within it and have grown up through it are so, how would you say, intertwined with every lesson that if you take that person and put them into a westernized scenario, they're so out of depth because they don't yeah. understand it. There's, uh, um, I, I've seen that here. I had a client come in and one week, <laughs> God bless him, one week he was a Buddhist. Six months later, he was Taoist. Oh, wow. Now he's back to Catholicism. And what people don't understand is here is there's so much information on the web. There's so much access to information. Let me tell you something. If you can't research this yourself in a massively deep thing, well, then either you're totally segregated from the entire planet or you are just reading absolute fluff because you can stoically look at any subject and find millions of pages on it. 
that's where most people fail because they only stick to one book. And as you said, they mm-hmm. think they're the expert after one book. Well, I find it recently, as I said, that the, this particular gentleman had come in and this now he's Catholic. So it's three changes of religion inside a year. Jeez. Right? So just imagine how confusing that is for the energy, confusing for the spirit, confusing for your faith, which brings us to another issue that we're finding climbing up a lot right now is the fact that there's so many people praying to a God or cosmos or universe they've no faith in. Because they wonder why nothing works. Right. So belief and faith, there's a difference, right? Yeah, there's a huge difference. Uh, And people don't see that difference, especially what we've noticed coming through the door recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And very recently, we're talking over this last couple of months. So when we decided to create this podcast, this was a list of things that kept coming up. And that is one, belief and faith. What is the difference? You can believe that something's there, but having faith in an outcome is blind faith. And blind faith means that you have to detach from that outcome. And people don't understand that. Like you can pray to a God that you don't believe in all you want, but you have to have faith in someone. Exactly, because uh, we we discuss this in depth, because mm-hmm. having that faith, is, as you said, detaching from the outcome, but having faith emits a frequency from your own thoughts that is so much more powerful than just belief. Absolutely. And this is what people don't seem to understand, that we have the capability to do so much more. I remember asking you this question, like, I do the same rituals like my father and my grandfather do, but why do mine seem to produce a result versus theirs? Yeah, because you've, you have an absolute faith in the outcome of it. You know that when you've performed that, in this case, puja or uh, whatever you're doing, when you've performed that, you've absolute faith in your own ability that it's done properly. And that's yeah. only because you're like like me when it comes to doing certain modalities and certain tasks within spirituality, like pujas and cleansings and all the rest of it, you've absolute faith in your own ability. Yeah, and having that faith gives you a stronger connection, which means you manifest better outcomes. And that's yeah. where I find a lot of people, or even in self healing, the mindfulness, the breathing, all the things that are so accessible online. Let's face it; like there's thousands of pages of meditation notes, there's thousands of pages of mindfulness, there's thousands of pages of any area of spirituality. It's the beauty of the internet. It's also the curse of the internet. Yeah, there's so much information that people don't take the time to actually get to the root of the truth. It's like they're so excited to run with whatever they discover to say, look at what I found. Yeah. And then because they don't understand that they're unique themselves, because of what they found, they feel like this will make them unique. But they already just destroyed their self-worth if you're relying on another tool. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that's an, again, it's another situation that keeps popping up where people want massively, how would you say, Hollywood moments, them eureka moments of absolute, okay, I've got it. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Spirituality is not like that. Spirituality is not meant to be nice. It's not unicorn poop. It's not roses. It's not all self-love. And these people who walk around in this world with their rose-colored glasses on thinking that spirituality and light therapy is all about being light and loving is absolutely full of freaking shit. It and really I'll, is. I'll tell you why. Because even if you look at any spiritual path, if you look at any religious path or conformity path, there has to be a price to pay. And nine times out of ten, it's your own emotion. You have to go through the trauma to learn the lesson behind it, to remove your karma, to increase your dharma, mm-hmm. by definition. And these are all terms, the official terms, of how you move forward. So you, if you don't learn your emotional lessons, you're never going to get on your soul path. No, and I think uh, or a good find example your soul purpose is uh, what we a client from earlier, 
that they've been repeating the same lesson over and over. Mm-hmm. Decades of it. Literally decades of it. Of the same crap. And they do the meditations. They do the mindfulness. They do the grounding. But they've no faith in, exactly. in the transition. And if you don't believe in the work you're doing, you're safe for not doing it. Because you're just wasting your own time and your own energy. To even prove that concept of faith is that even in some of the practices that I do aren't all exactly through Hinduism. No. You've seen what I do, and I take a little bit from each part that I feel works, and I know my faith behind it no, makes it work. I have a habit of calling Pinky out in this shit. I'm not going to lie. Call me out. No, but I have a habit of it. Even when you when we were doing uh, Peachy Tower Pants, yep. I was like, why are you using this and not this? Because this means this and this means this. We were actually, I think it was, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, um, the, the grass. <laughs> Verbatur grass. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't you using that? And he went, what? And I went, yeah, that's a bastardization. And that came, gave you a inf- piece of information. Yeah. And then you threw something straight back in my face. And I went, ah, oh, that makes sense. And that's a good thing. If you're willing to listen and you're willing to absorb information, you're going to learn and you're going to move forward faster because you've picked up the hints of the people around you. Well, the amount I've learned from you just from my, for my own religion that I come from has been so immense. And it's, as you said, you have to be open and willing to accept what other people can say and then see and validate it. Right? Yeah, validate it from your own perspective, though, because your intuition is going to overpower what I say and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I take a lot of information from a lot of people. And, you know, yes, I collate it, and I bring it, but I research it. And then I'll say, right, well, that's fluff. Because the common answer across it's fluff. But when you sit back and you analyze it stoically and you separate yourself from the outcome and you have faith in the the process, which is to learn either it is good for you or it isn't, having that time of self-reflection and self-teaching allows you to wean out the people who in both communities are only there for the money. I don't want to be people's crutches. I want to make that abundantly clear. And neither do you. We give our clients so much information that other people literally charge for and we give it for free and we give it on a daily because basis. we want them to actually take it and be free and teach others exactly so that means we don't have to work as hard like if you want to come back by all means but you we gave you your lessons you i even mm. seen like we have to put people out because we're just like we can't work on you because you've already done it it's not going to do any uh, extra effect yeah, it, it's pointless. It's a pointless exercise. And we're very much not wasting energy. And that's the difference in being a commercialized and being spiritual. Commercialized uh, spirituality is ones who are only there for your bank balance. Actual spirituality is giving the faith and putting the faith in the client to do the work, to continue the process. Funny story with that, too. Uh, a client came back here all in a panic and uh, kept telling me, check the chart, check the chart. There has to be something wrong. I'm like, screw the chart. I'm like, you know what you need to do. This has nothing to do with the chart now. So this is where I draw my lines too, because at the same time, no matter what we do, everyone has to put faith into, into the work. Yeah, and it's faith. Because if, if you take this back 40, 50 years, this is faith healing. It's not energy healing. It's faith healing. Fascinating. When you think about it, right? How did the term energy healing get slapped onto it then? Because once it became a scientific entity, it had to be given a label that's suited within the, the scientific community. So therefore, it was no longer pseudoscience, it was scientific. Oh, okay. Because when you actually look, right, one of the most common questions I ask my uh, people who come in and go, I'm an energy therapist. Well, what's energy? And they all just stare at me with blank faces. They look like a deer in headlights. Yeah, I've seen that before. But <laughs> yet it's, it's so funny. simple. It's 
Yep. The answer is so simple. Now, I'm not going to give it out. I'm not going to give out the answer because simple research and common sense, which apparently isn't so common, will actually tell you what LMG therapy is. It's not about these waving of hands and 54 hand positions and specific achievements and everybody looks at therapists as being something so much more profound than what they are. We're vessels for energy. You know, we we are a conduit for that healing uh, healing energy. But when you actually break it down and you look at it from multiple different perspectives, the fact of the matter is we only stimulate you to heal yourself. That's all we do. Pretty profound when you think about it. Yeah. It's a profound ability, and but everybody's, every person can do it. There's not one person on this planet who doesn't have the ability to do what any energy therapist does. So to anyone listening, remember that. Yeah. Right. This is something that we actually can agree on, I hope. I'm going to make a statement. That was a bit of a bold statement before the statement, but we'll go with it. In every religious doctrine and every religious text, the power of God sits in your soul. Agreed. So therefore, you have all the ability in the world. Correct. And your brain is the most important part of that, your thoughts. Yep. If you're thinking negative about yourself, you're going to have negative traits. That's going to produce certain enzymes. That's going to give you a disease. That's been scientifically proven. I so know, because I actually start quoting <coughs> you now in my readings. Hmm? I, if, if you are listening to me when I do like my readings now, I even talk about the blood chemistry and how poisoning yourself through certain emotions yeah. can cause these enzyme releases. Mm-hmm. You taught me that. Yeah, but, it's, the, but that's it's really... It's basic science. Yep. Basic science. And that's what a lot of people think. They think it's some fantastical thing. Oh, I have to be connected to this enlightened, freaking, you know, ascended master or whatnot. Do you have the power to do that? You don't need a middleman. Because people like to overcomplicate things. I think people want comfort rather than rather than the experience of knowing that whether they're alone or whether within a group, that they they feel that they have to produce an outcome that they're not ready for. Yeah. It, it's it's it a weird it's a weird scenario because healing is self healing. Always, and p- practitioners of healing energy are just teaching your energy, per se, guiding your energy to do what it already knows what to do. It's just forgotten how to do it because of traumas, because of years and decades of the same trauma. Pyramidic emotional response syndrome was the technical term, where it's layers upon layers of the same micro trauma happening time and time again. In your community, you call that karma. Mm-hmm. This is your karma coming up to bite your ass time and time again until you learn the lesson. As an energy therapist, once you release that blockage and you bring it to the person's conscious mind, their brain knows how to deal with it. In that moment, they have learned their lesson. And that will never happen again. But don't think that if because it's a spiritual movement of energy that it doesn't come with trauma. It's m- meant to be traumatic. You're meant to learn the deep-rooted thing. My rule... Of thumb, even when I'm working on myself, and I've n- I don't work that much on myself. I've got a great team. You all can work on me. I, I don't have to <laughs> anymore. It's freaking amazing. But they call me out, and they'll say, you're not dealing with this. You're not having a cry. You're not uh, accepting that. Now, if I w- acted like 95% of the clientele base that comes through most spiritual stores in North America, they would just turn around and go, no, well, that's your job to get rid of it. No, it's not. No, it's our job to highlight it. Yep. <laughs> highlight it. Make you consciously aware of it so then you heal it yourself. See, that's There's no such thing as a healer. And that's a term mm. that I'm, I want to eradicate right now. 
there is no person on the planet that is a healer. Yeah, it's a fluff term. It's a fluff term. Because you are a it, therapist. You have to put your work into it. And as a therapist, you highlight, you guide, you educate, send on your way. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a healer. And that's a profound statement in a world of every person's a Reiki master healer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like every, every person yeah. and their dog has a Reiki qualification now, which is another thing that pisses me off. How the hell do people learn how to do Reiki in, say, three weekends? It's not possible with how you, t- with how you teach. Yeah. It's super in-depth, and I don't understand how people out there don't even come close to what you teach, and they're being certified. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's actually an abomination well, when you think about it. What it does is devalues this, the standard of the therapy. Yeah. And it makes it... You know, when, when we live in a society where we have a, a very, as they say, shut down, quit society, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody has an opinion on everything, well, here's here's an opinion that you're not going to like. If you've learned, and I'm not saying that you ca- you're not capable of healing or doing healing therapy and being a therapist. I'm not saying that. Every person is capable of it. But don't run around with your ego, your spiritual ego, because you've been a Reiki master for four years. Four years, you haven't even learnt your own energy inside out. Never mind other people's energy. Mm-hmm. So keep the egotism out of it. I've been doing this a long time. For and the I record, s- since you were six. Yeah, a long freaking time. Mm-hmm. And you've never heard me use them words. Not once. No, because it's not about me. It's not about my understanding of energy. That's my journey with me. See, this is how, this is why we get along so well, because even with the astrology standpoint, we can highlight everything. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, people think there's destiny, like this is going to happen. No. Free will. (laughs) What happens is that when you're born, I call that point A. And then when you get to 20, roughly point B. From point B, you can go to path C, which is the higher frequency vibration, or path D, lower frequency. And as human beings, we are jumping between it all the time. Oh, yeah. Temporary karma, or temporary dharma and permanent dharma. And the purpose of a therapist, and I want everyone out there to understand this, the purpose of a therapist is to try to guide you back to path C and stay on it. But once you leave the building, it's on you. Yeah. You can tell any person a thousand things. You've told me a thousand things. They've come back to bite me in the ass. I want to pick that for the record. They have come back to bite me in the ass because I didn't listen. However, you can only, uh, what's the expression? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Mm-hmm. So you can give the information, but whether that person accepts that, it's on them. Let's say once, they, once we've done our job, is, which is to educate. It's just not about the therapy. It's just not about the reading. It's to educate the remedies for these therapies, the remedies for these readings. It's up to them to take on that mantle. And the only way they're going to do that is being committed to their own self-healing and their own Mm self-worth. If you can get self-healing and self-worth nailed, so you're not not living through expectation of what your family or even your community thinks about you. If you have that, I would say that you're a very grounded spiritual person. Because you have a connection to a higher power, you have a faith in the process, you've went through your trauma, you've learned your lessons, and now you're educating other people. That, by definition to me, is spirituality. Yeah. Because me and you but like, put our two life histories on a freaking book, and I'm telling you, Stephen King would have a massive freaking orgy <laughs> over it. Because we've been through some crap. And that's why we're sitting here in a way that we don't, we're not judging anybody. Yeah. Because we've been there. We've been there. 
and that's the frustrating thing that people think because a, a therapist has a title like master or Vedic astrologer mm-hmm. that they're sitting there with silver spoons in their mouth. We've done our work. Yeah, we have a right to say this shit because we've sat through it and we continually go through our work. It's not something that we done twenty years ago and then stopped. Every single day we learn something. Oh, every every day. single day we're self-healing. Every single day we're going through the same emotions that every other person does. The only difference is we deal with it before it becomes a long-term problem. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Jesus. That's, that's there's, a, there, there's, a, there, there. There, there's a rare time when we actually 100% agree on something. <laughs> so, on agreeance and disagreeance. Shall we move it to the next topic? <laughs> on this next one. What about time theory? We've done a lot of research theory. in this. So this is a lot of personal research that we pumped into this thing, and it was interesting. So let me open them up for our discussion here. Okay. So one of the things that always bothered me was that a lot of people will say, well, 5,000 BC as far as we could go. And especially within my own community, there are some people who claim the practice of meditation and certain Vedic scriptures could only go up to 5,000 BC. But if you look at it, that's not possible to master in 5,000 years. No. It had to take time. And anyone who believes that that took 5,000 years, I'm sorry, but what are you smoking? Because you may want to pass it around because it seems like it's good stuff for you to think that. Pass people. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I wasn't going to miss that opportunity. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, But the other, yeah, and I totally agree. But here's the thing. The bastardization of the timeline is colossal. I'm going to say a statement to you, and I want you to audibly give your response, not visually, because I know your jaw is going to drop. Okay. What have I told you right here, right now, that our calendar as we're sitting in it is 297 years ahead of where it should be? Yeah, that is just mind-blowing. So you think about that. So right now, instead of being 2022... It should be 17. We should be in the 1700s. Why? Here's the factual evidence. Let's go. Because you know I love my facts. Mm -hmm. Constantine the the sixth, Opius the third, James the seventh. We're all ruling bodies in around what we classify as Rome now. And they decided that they wanted to live in the first millennia. So they added 300 years. They came to a consensus. They changed what we classify now as the sidereal calendar by 297 years so they could be the first rulers of the new millennium and that's been scientifically documented and proven (laughs) but the time when it came at the transitions into the gregorian time frame which is kind of weird them 300 years were just added to it so now we're sitting in 2022 a.d anadamani after the death of christ which is another thing. Why is our whole thing revolved around one person's mm-hmm. passing? Because there was many great leaders. I'm not being bigoted. No, but it's it's, it's a truth because why right. is it based off one person? Because it clearly has to go further back than this. It goes way further back. So right now, if we take it, this is where it's going to get Vikram, mm-hmm. which is your variation. A day of my calendar, yep. 57 days ahead. Years. Or 57 years ahead, yep. sorry. 57 years ahead of what we are now. Yeah. So technically right now it's 2079 according to the Hindu calendar. Right. So if we go into the Egyptian calendar. Oh, this is... It's people, six, brace yourselves. It's 6263 right now. Now that is a timeline that makes sense. Right. 
So if you take the time of 62, 63, you take away 2,000 years, which is what our sidereal uh, or Gregorian calendar's in right now, 2022, that puts you 4,000 AD. <laughs> All right, keep going. Right? Yep. Or sorry, 4,000, yeah, 4,000 AD. Yep. You take the 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 thousands of different uh, years of the different dynasties of Egypt, if we go back into the first dynasty, which by Gregorian calendar is 5,000 BC, it actually lines up perfectly with the current calendar. Now, uh, the Egyptian calendar was 6263. Our carbon dating would be accurate. Because mm-hmm. you, you see all these things about carbon dating, and it goes, well, that's not accurate. How the hell did they have that tool in this time? And that's another missing thing, missing time. We're going to get on to that. Oh, moment. yeah. We have this, these other variations of um, different artifacts being found that are carbon dated to be 2,000 years old. But if you actually change it into the true calendar, which is the Sumerian uh, Gregorian or Sumerian Mesopotamian calendar, we are carbon dating actually lines up with t- today's dating. And that goes to show you that whatever our history is, what we think we know, we're completely off because I always found it fascinating between Egypt and India. Very, very close. Very similar. Very, a lot of similarities. And when we looked at one particular deity, Horus, Mm -hmm. he was born from the five-petal lotus. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at Brahma, Mm -hmm. coming out of Vishnu's navel from the five-petal lotus, way too many similarities. Even the god Yamun, Krishna Yonas Yamuna. Mm-hmm. And we can correlate all these differences. So there this makes sense where the timelines could have been easily that we were all coexisting around this time. So there was documented evidence that was flown around quite recently on on the interweb. Yes, I'm gonna sound old and say it like that. The <laughs> interweb. That there was a reset that happened in nineteen oh five. Yes. Where there was video evidence. Now I want to quote that video evidence in 1905 of escalators and uh, literally hovering trucks. And that's 1905 by, by, today's standard. by today's standards, which I want people to realize if you go by the Egyptian year that, we're, that we've been discussing, it would make sense for technology like that to exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't be, you know, 1905. It would be 3,000. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's where some people are going to be like, wait a minute, but 1905, how's that possible? Exactly. I remember I asked you that question because mm-hmm. I, I was thinking in that 2D mind frame for a little bit there. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. It's confusing and it's meant to be. You're not meant to know what time it is because time's relevant. Time was created by man to control man. Mm-hmm. And we've had this conversation a thousand times in this store and we're going to have a, a little snippet of it again because we get deep in these conversations, folks. Like, we get deep, deep, deep. When we have downtime, it ain't downtime. It is down a rabbit hole time. It's Immensely. crazy. But one of the things that we did uh, kind of come to an agreement is that man created these calendars to suit himself. The other thing at it is we associate days as being 24 hours, right? Mm-hmm. And a working day is eight hours, correct? Correct. No, it's not. Because 12 hours is nighttime. You can't work unless you're doing a night shift. So basically... Out of a 12-hour day, average day, 12 mm-hmm. hours long, you're working eight of them. So that means you get four to yourself. A little bit absurd. Right? 
Now, if you calculate your head like that and you get your head into that, well, it's not actually, you know, 24 hours in a day. It's only 12 and we're working <laughs> nearly two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do half the work you do. Why do you think time was created? To give the illusion of that you have all this extra time. Exactly. And that's how they've got us. And it started with these guys adding 297 years. And then the bastardization of all the different calendars. Now, people have uh, assumed that even the Mayan calendar ran out, blah, 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 at this time. But they're basing that on a Gregorian mind or calendar, not on the Mayan calendar, which is actually based on the Sumerian calendar. So and I want to... Sumerians, it's 5,694. I want to blow your mind on this. Okay. I, I, was just th- I was just thinking about it, too, because, you know, 2012. Oh, God, 2012. World's going to remember that. Yeah. yeah. December 21st, 2012. You know, don't get me started about Y2K, but first, 2012. Mayan calendar saying the world's supposed to end around there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what if this is what actually happened? Because we are in, if we, if we use the right time frame, we would be 4,000 years ahead of that year to 2012, that was behind us. Mm-hmm. What if the world had a reset then? That would make sense, right? Yep. That so would make sense. Maybe because their calendar to... was right. It's just we were counting from the wrong spot. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's everything's interpretation. Because you think, what, uh, you know, in any of the great civilizations and when they fall, everything was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Everything was destroyed. All the old occult practices, all this amazing technology that they used, it's all disappeared. Where'd it go? Exactly. You know, just to, you, can't, you can't just eradicate every piece of technology off a planet when it's been proven, even if we look at the Egyptian pyramids. There's no technology right now that can do it. Even uh, the melting stone into the melting, chains. That was in Japan. That mm-hmm. was the, uh, not Japan, Nepal and China. Yeah. So they'd done that. So they had the ability to do that with frequency. That was frequency translation. If you look at all the ancient architecture, it actually... But how much of that's ancient? Oh, well, well, what I'm uh, trying to get there, at. There, there's, a, there's a blacker for you. Because here's a random fact. Stonehenge is not the same Stonehenge that it was 200 years ago mm-hmm. than any calendar. Why? Because in 19... I think it was 1960s or their late 50s or early 60s, they actually took Stonehenge apart, cleaned it, and put it back together. There's evidence so there's, of it. So there's photographic evidence of it. But yet everybody just assumes, oh, well, this has been here and it stood like this for thousands of years. No, it hasn't. It's been that makes sense because they would be curious to up. dig. Yeah. It's been fixed up a thousand times. It's the same as the Egyptian pyramid. The Egyptian pyramid looks nothing like the, the ancient text says because it doesn't have its, uh, its caps. It doesn't have its outer coatings. Mm-hmm. Why? Because at that time it was mineral translation. Anything that was in a mineral was worth money. It wasn't the stone, it was the mineral that was coating it. It actually creates what the uh, the pyramids are, which are healing energy um, vibrational tombs. Well, that's well they're not tombs, to, centers, yeah. they're healing centers. We're not going to use the tomb because technically there's nobody or nothing was buried in the tomb. I think it's even under the Sphinx. There's tunnels under the Sphinx. There's Leading a, a possible temple. It was a temple per se. Mm-hmm. Because the see that's something that was leaked, and then they had, they had to try like crazy to uh, mm-hmm. redact it. There was an excellent picture of a guy who went down. Um, this uh, it was the head of the Sphinx, I think. It was the head of the Sphinx. He yeah. actually went down into it. Um, no, it wasn't. It was at the foot. Okay. okay. So it was at the foot. There was a doorway found. They went down under, and it went underneath, and that brought them into this long cavern. But halfway down, there was an opening to the right hand side that took them down a different way mm-hmm. and they closed that off 
Why? Because it had time stamps on it. It would change everything that they knew. Exactly. And I think that's a lot of the problem. It's easier just to keep up with the bluff than it is to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. It's easier. Because if you say, well, listen, everything that you think, you know, your time, your tastes and everything, you know, for all we know, and this is for all intents and purposes, we could be in the year 2734. Exactly. Yeah. No, we exactly. don't freaking know. And like, if you look at how much technology has changed, even from the 60s to now, we are only getting back to what we knew five, six, seven thousand years ago because their technology was a lot more advanced, a lot simpler. And they had electricity. It's proven. They had viaducts. They had water. Atmospheric electricity. <laughs> yeah, you showed me that. Yeah. It, it was already done. It was already done. And then it was all taken out. City planning, city landscapes, way more advanced than ours. Mm -hmm. Yet we call it ancient. But, but the, I think we're the ancients. I think we were we were reset. Yeah. I truly do think that. What do you think about the reset theory? Or that's sort of... Let's save that for the... That, let's flick it on just a wee bit. What do you think of dead theory? The which theory? The dead theory. That we're all dead and we're living in the matrix. Hmm. Now there's a rabbit hole. There's a rabbit hole there. So any time that the 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 matrix, this is a real rabbit hole, and I'm not saying that there's any justification in this whatsoever. And we're just a, we've decided to go down a rabbit hole and just follow on it. Yep. But the dead theory sort of states that we're all dead. We're walking around and we're Sims or programs in a matrix, right? So if anything doesn't feel right, they just update. The, the sim now there was a lady i was uh, watching a document on recently and it kind of explains it now not to the point where i'm like yeah she's right but it's like oh that sparks thought you have a normal car right so your normal little family car fits in between a white line and a curb mm -hmm. you can literally stretch your two arms out and touch either side yeah mm -hmm. you drive a bus down the same size of road it sits two people side by side with two feet down the middle. How can that sit in the same size of the road? If it's literally four times the size. Shouldn't be able to. And that's where her, this lady's theory was. That that's a glitch in the matrix. That's a glitch to make you think that you are transcending into a different um, vehicle or object. Now I'm going to throw a How about that? But that that's, that's a head <laughs> freak when you think about it. I'm going to expand on this theory. Okay. Okay. I'm so done for this. when we say that there's something that people don't like and they'll go back, uh, like, you know, they'll alter the matrix to fix it. Mm -hmm. What if somebody's been messing around with, and I know this is for another part of the podcast, but I'm going to kind of give it early taste, the CERN theory. What if they found a way to kind of jump back, remove the problem, and then put it back into motion? The certain theory is different. Okay. Because it doesn't work in the same aspect as you would uh, apply when it comes to the matrix theory or the okay. dead theory. It's kind of like the Mandela effect as well. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? It's yeah. got that same sort of vibration. But, the, you know, if you look even even within your own mind, it's just something to contemplate. I'm not saying that there's any val you know validity in it whatsoever, but I'm just saying it's worth contemplation on a deeper level. Imagine if you will, sitting in a car, put your hands either side of it. You can touch it. Now jump on a bus. That can fit down the same street, same di same dimensions, and but you can't stretch across of it. Think about that. How does that work? That's one of them. If, yeah, it's, that's it's an absolute mind messer. Then I would have to go with the matrix theory, right? And be like, yeah, nope, they're just altering it as they go. Uh huh. 
So that would apply to one theory. So it basically means that every other theory is absolute. Mm-hmm. Or is it the CERN theory? where there's certain parts of dimensional tearing that happened at when we turned on CERN and dimensional portaling and parts of other parallel dimensions are actually present in ours. And this is where we can talk about possible resets that have happened because... Oh, there's been, clean, there's been hundreds of them. I'm just leaving it open before people try to say, you know, you know, listeners. Mm-hmm. Just in case someone said we went too factual. and So with the possible CERN theory... Which is really real. (laughs) Which is very real, because CERN exists. Is that when, because there are proofs, especially near the coastlines, of resets happening, of overlaying on top of previous... Sediment. Sediment, yes. You're talking about geological sedimentary uh, realignment, which is shelf theory. Within the sediment, they are discovering... Or the firmament theory, was that called? I'm not sure the name. Oh, but the guy who discovered the firmament apparently died in a uh, helicopter crash two days later after a report. Random side note. Convenient. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got really morbid really quick. If you don't hear from us again, you know. <laughs> Thanks. No I'm problem. I'm going to sleep with one eye open now. Probably anyway. healthy. Yeah, probably will be healthier. So. I, I, I like, But that's the thing, right? Stuff like that, I, I know we joke about it, but people do die over yep, releasing this sort of information. And it's not like we're saying anything that's so profound that's going to change millions of minds. I'm, you know, I just want you to think. That's all I want. I want you to think for yourself. But it is scary at the fact that some of the knowledge that's out there and has been leaked is so vast and so, how would you say, discerning for the, for the normal paradigm that the government's actually killed them for it. Like, what are they trying to hide? Especially, the, like, CERN theory? CERN, CERN is a cover-up. I don't care what any person says. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I will argue there will be scientists come out and they'll go, well, you know, well, I see this and I worked here and I don't... I don't give a flying crap. As long as they work for the government, you can't trust the word. I, you can't trust it. any person who works for with greed in mind. Mm-hmm. Because what are they doing at CERN? What is their purpose? Something to keep people in control, then. No, so CERN's actual research is about uh, colliding uh, neutrons against each other. Um, they're trying to investigate the Big Bang Theory, right? Which apparently they've done. Fair play to them, well dead. But the, they also are looking for the source of power that comes from. That's the control. That's the control. So it's it's like deflection. Let's say we're doing this, but then do this. And if anything freaks up with plausible deniability. It's almost like they're racing, just like how they did with the atom bomb. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. And mm-hmm. It's scary. It's scary that I'm not many people have actually sat up and thought about it. Because see, or CERN, a lot of weird crap started happening when CERN came out. A lot of weird crap. Cryptoids increased. Where did the hell did they come from? They just didn't. Oh yeah, a new species just just appeared appearing. overnight. Literally appeared overnight. And people try to play off as hoax videos, but it's just like, no, it wasn't. Well, it's the same. Any good spin doctor will make something so fantastical and so comical that you don't believe in it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 just good spin doctoring. You can't really, you know, fair play. Well done, well done. You made the whole world think it was all fake. Mm. But there's so much. That, that's, that's the other side of the technological age that we live in, that there's so much evidence from people who have no need or no greed and don't care. They just want to know. Like, what the hell's on my property? What the hell's walking yep. around? What's, what's stealing my chicken? What's stealing my livestock? 
They don't it ain't, care. It ain't the fox or the coyote. <laughs> but but that's my point. They don't they don't really give a shit, right? They just want the truth. But you know, CERN opened up. Apparently, you know, there's been leaked reports from certain things that we, you know, CERN opened up a portal to another dimension, and parts of that dimension slipped through into ours. And you know, you can you can go down the spiritual or how would you say metaphysical side of things and go well it was a demon portal that opened there's demons walk around which would explain cryptoids because there's hundreds of different sorts of demons hundred different sorts of cryptoids yeah. so there, there's a lot of things that we can sort of line up right but the fact of the matter is and here is the facts yeah nobody knows the facts no exactly so it's all how would you say intelligent and stoic mindsets and research but you're never going to know the truth my rule of thumb is um, I said this to one one of my uh, students in particular. I said, if you can find it on the internet, then it can't be factual. And they goes, why? That, that sounds a bit weird. It's full of information. Because the government police the internet. They've policed it from the day it was released from AOL. AOL was the first dial-up inter-thing uh, inter that they ever had. So mm -hmm. it was called the intra-web back then. I'm sure my age here, man. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I was around when dial-up was still there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everybody knows. The Gen X babies know what dial-up sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Put down the phone. <laughs> you just stopped a 42-hour lime wire diamond. Anyway. Back to, back to reality. So... Since then, it's been pleased because they knew it was going to be big. And now, yes, there's an explosion. There's hackers out there. Don't get me wrong. There's loads of way around it. You know, we've seen what happened when real information came out. WikiLeaks closed down. You know, all these guys locked up. Some people are in the freaking run, whatever. But it's always been pleased. If information was accurate, and I mean like government accurate, you will not find it on the internet. You will find Agreed. that for people who've worked in the programs, who've seen the programs, who've worked on the evidence. The people, who, as they call it, the whistleblowers, the people who come forward. And they're the ones that's made fun of. They're the ones that has more information on any of these topics, like, you know, hidden time, like um, even astrology, ancient texts. Who owns all the ancient texts? Who owns the Vedas? Who owns the Bhagavad Gita? Who owns the Quran? Who owns it? People? The Vatican. Oh, yes, you're right. The okay. Vatican owns it all. It's all in the Vatican archives. Yeah. All the people. A lot that of knowledge burned. It's not burned. It's held in their archives. Oh, lovely. It's all held in their archives. There's, there's literally a city above, the, you know, below the necropolis that's full of archives. And that's been documented. Well, one of the funny things is, is that um, someone would always say to me, because when we got into Vedic astrology, uh, is that they are using it. This is why they're so accurate. Who? The church? Uh, the church, the government. Of course, um, they've been using all sorts of astrology and metaphysics for millennia. Yep. And Medieval kings used to go to war based on an astrologer's seeing. Yep. They were called seers back then. They weren't called gurus. They weren't called, you know, teachers. They were called seers and oracles. Mm -hmm. You went to the oracle to see if it was a good time, if this planet had proved favorable. Most of our medieval Iron Age, Bronze Age um, progression was all through these forms of, uh, you know, cosmology or astrology. And that's what people seem to get. Our whole lives are forged around it, but yet we don't even recognize it. And that's mm -hmm. a scary thing, too, because uh, like I said to you, we, we've had mul multiple conversations about, you know, even the Vedas. You don't even know all of your own Vedas. No, none of my people do. 
And that's the thing. There's multiple p- parts of it. Why? Because any part that gives you power, they take out. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, you know, we're not just going to... We're not going to diss any person's religious beliefs. No, not at all. But at the same time, every religion has a man-made goal. Yes. What's the most expensive city in the world? Or country Vatican, in the world? They have like their own GDP. <laughs> yeah, they have their own GDP. So, yeah, no. They got that big that they're actually a country inside of a country. Vatican City is a country. Did not know that. Yes, it's a country. So they have they their own rules. separated from Italy. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. That's why they have their own guard. Why do you think the guard's called the Swiss Guard? Okay. Yes. Now, here's a two and two put together. Swiss Guard guards the Pope. Mm-hmm. Where's CERN? Swiss, Switzerland. Geneva. Oh. The Swiss Guard. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Putting even that two together. Where the hell did they get the money for CERN? Vatican. Vatican paid for it. And but why would the Vatican pay for it if they're going against anything that's esoteric or anything that's occult? Because they want the true power. No, because they have all the information. Correct. That is the right, yeah. Do I you know miss that I mean? one easily. But they have all the right information. And so, so they know what they need. of course it's going to, I need to this, I need to do that. Apparently the, what do you call it? I, I, there's a name for it. It's the collider. I don't know what the full name um, for it. Bozeman Collider or something like that? I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I don't want to be quoted on it and then being told I'm wrong because, you know, it's irrelevant. Either way, apparently them, them came from a Leonardo da Vinci book. Fascinating. Right? You know, the, the same person that was, you know, ousted by these conformed establishments, mm-hmm. you know, blacklisted as being occultish and esoteric and had nothing to do with but these But the man knew it all. But they have all the blueprints. I'm not surprised. It gives me the idea of Hellboy. Do you know the movie Hellboy? I do know the movie Hellboy. You know the way that, that well, in this case, it was the Nazi Germans. And, you know, they were, everybody knows they were into their cult anyway, and massively into the cult. So mm-hmm. they sent ships all over the world, way away from where the war was, to find occult practices and ancient relics. But they the baseline of the movie was that there was an occult practice and they knew if they'd done this certain ritual at this certain time at this certain place that they could open the portal. Yes, that is... Uh, well, funny that that was actually the very same text that came from the second Vedas, which is called the Seven Kings. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. And then in within the, the other es- the esoteric mindset, it was called the Seven Keys which is the Solomon Seven Keys, which mm. is Seven Keys of Vibration that open up a dimension. Um, I think Crowley actually done another one, which is called the Seven Swords scenario. If you place seven swords in certain parts of the ley lines that it activated the portal in the middle, which was a direct state or gateway to heaven. There's so many different things that have similarities. Mm. I'm just watching your head explode. Yeah, no, like for, for anyone that, because you can't see this, my eyes are like wide open and I'm looking at Stevie like, Holy crap. Yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? But that's just snippets of information. If you put two in together, in this world, you get 700. You just you just have to l- go behind the fluff. Mm. You know, you have to... You not everything is as it seems. Question everything. If your intuition saying there's something more to it, investigate it. That is 1,000%. I believe in that. Because even if we go back to Alexander the Moron... Alexander the Great for the record people but we call him Alexander the Moron because he bastardized freaking everything yeah he's just like today's modern day 
he would probably he probably aided the Vatican like I know he was not part of it because that's not possible but what I'm saying is that they kind of carried his practices hide everything no, destroy it, everything technically it was possible was it okay I'm I'm trying to see, I'm trying to remember if the timelines would match up the timelines do match up because, because um, okay. Did he, was he not uh, bringing Christianity to the, to the Christianity, world? Christianity, and he was going through everything. Or Catholicism, or mm. Catholicized Christianity, or Judaic Christianity to the world. He was going through all the spice trades and all the old trading routes, right up into Mongolia, Nepal, into China, Japan. He was hellbent getting to India to get into all those areas. Yeah. Because people didn't understand, why won't you turn back? Why won't you turn back? Even through going through Afghanistan, um, he faced the worst hardships in there. So, yeah, and he it wouldn't would stop. Sense. It yeah. does make sense. And then where did he end up? He didn't go back to Italy. No, I don't know where he ended up. A Roman great, and he didn't go back to Rome. Why? Where did he go? He built his own island off the coast of Egypt. It's called Alexandria. Okay. He built his own city. And he brought all of these spiritual practices into one place. And didn't diss any of them, but accepted all of them and implemented parts of each of them. Which then become... Catholicism. So you're the taking your he, did, though, your, your was like the, he burned the bridges behind him so no one could find it. Burned everything. So he took it all with him. Took okay. it all with him. But that's where they say the libraries of Alexandria, if they're ever found, are the most com- comprehensive libraries of history and learning and study of spirituality, religion, and the occult in the world. If only we could find that. Right? That would be a treasure trove I would go on. Think about that. The amount of knowledge, the knowledge that behind that. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently he took 600 ships. Oh, yeah. Okay. He took 600 ships. You could ships probably solve a lot of things then with yeah. that library. Yeah. You could. Well, let's face it. If, if the rich handed out 10% of their money, we could sort of world hunger, diversification, all the things that we know are major issues could be solved in 15 minutes. If even one, uh, maybe two of the world's richest people just emptied a wee bit of their bank account that they wouldn't freaking miss anyway Mm-mm. five billion five billion serves so solves world hunger and yet there's a good friend of mine back home and um i didn't know he was actually into this i only literally followed him on facebook but i grew up beside him my whole life his uh, mother's been my mother's friend for decades and he goes out to the likes of uganda to work in these kids who are being trafficked mm-hmm you know, they're being trafficked right across the world. For the record, just for the record, it's the 30th of July, so today is World Anti-Trafficking Day. So, you know, if you can go onto your local websites, go onto anything, you know, support people who are trying to stop child and animal trafficking anywhere in the world. So, uh, you know, well played for these guys who do so much work behind the scenes. And this guy is one of these people. He goes out and he, you know, gets money and donations and he goes out and he helps his kids, he educates them, he gives them, you know, whatever they need to move forward. But that practice would be eradicated very, very quickly. So if they have like two trillion dollars to put into a colliding fucking machine for CERN, why could they not put that two tr- two trillion dollars into solving world hunger? Just greed. Isn't it? Just greed have you seen the pattern right the way through this conversation man's greed it's if we look at our very first topic the time theory mm-hmm. man wanting to be greedy enough to actually have a title of the first ruler within a millennia in an area literally messed it up for the rest of us alexander the the, the moron mm-hmm. yep. 
he done the exact same. His greed for power, his greed for prestige, his greed for legend, done the exact same thing. And he bastardized every known religion and burnt the important parts. And then you go back into Catholicism. Catholicism, do you know what the term Catholic means? No, I do not. It actually means varied. Wow. So if you okay. actually break down the word Catholic, it's, it breaks down into Latin, which basically means varied, varied practice. But they act like it's so... But Catholicism is paganism. It's glorified paganism. Fascinating. It's just using a different book. Okay. Because if you look at the practice of kneeling, you kneel on, on a pew. Well, mm. that's a pagan thing. Burning incense, pagan. An altar, pagan. Returning to the earth as of the goddess to the goddess, pagan. <laughs> I love it. The rings sacrifice the binding or the hand fasting of love in the space of a spirit. Mm-hmm. Pagan. <laughs> Mind blown. Right. So, the, you know, the, there's thousands of different things you can take, but the the fact of, and I think my, my overall point with this is follow your own intuition to get to the truth. Don't believe everything you read online because there's everyone's been so bastardized. Seek. Always seek. Be a seeker. Mm. Always be a seeker. Always, always, always be and a seeker. And when you think seek you're the done, truth. you're not done. No, that's when, you, that's when you start. Yeah. Like we went down, we went down an absolute rabbit hole on on times and dates and year dates, and I was blown away by the amount of variances in years. And we're not talking minutes and seconds, like you know, rotations are. We're talking about thousands of years of difference in timelines here. So where the frick did they go? Who implemented it? Who messed it up? So we're sitting in the time right now where we really are more clueless now than we've ever been, and the only thing that we have is our intuition. And if your gut's saying no, don't do it. If your gut's saying yes, do it. Mm-hmm. But do it from a place where you know it's only going to benefit yourself. It's going to benefit your fellow person. It's going to benefit your family, your friends, your circle. The true meaning of spirituality. The true meaning of life, mm-hmm. not just spirituality. Spirituality is a term that m- makes us feel that it's something greater than ourselves. And it's not because, again, back to the very opening statement where every single person is a part of the religion or the God, the the divine, the cosmos, the divine consciousness, whatever the frick term you want to use, we're all a part of that higher power through our soul. So it's um, it's not like spirituality is something that is above any person or below any person because we're all equal. And yep. that's the bit that really pisses me off, this inequality. It was f- kind of funny because we had a conversation earlier. Before the record, I'm just going to say this, if, if I may. Oh, yeah. Pinky's brown. I'm Casper White. I just want to make that right. Like, I'm, I'm not white. I'm nearly see-through. I'm translucent, <laughs> all right? As you can tell, Irish, meh, whatever. But we had a conversation earlier where we were talking about black emancipation, mm-hmm. which is totally, again, I've, any sort of slavery in any way, don't agree with all right, I want to make that clear. But you were blown away to find out that my people, the Irish people, were put into slave trades 400 years before any of these Caribbean countries. That was a mind blow. Right. And that your people were sold to those Caribbean countries. Yeah, as slaves. We were sold as slaves. That was the biggest as mind blow ever. Right. Because we had a well, we had a client who was uh, coming on about black emancipation, and again, I don't believe in slavery in any way. 
any sort of slavery, any sort of trafficking, anything to get there. Any person who finds doing that, should, in my case, has lost the the right to be on this planet. The, the, you don't treat people like that. You treat every person as your equal. Correct. But if you're going to throw stuff in your face, no. You better know <laughs> no, every no, facet Know of it. your information. Because yeah. that's one thing that we are very good in, for in here because we have a massive source of people who all share knowledge and we all have these we think tanks, we have these spiritual groups and these spiritual nights. Where Correct me if I'm wrong, though. You trumped that individual. With by 300 years because they were c- complaining about the uh, old white person. Um, they, they, were, they were suggesting that white people were in control of their, her black people. And I was like, um, hold on here. Mm-hmm. 200 years before black slavery started, when you were being sold for 15 pounds sterling, the Irish were being taken out of their home, men, women, and children, sold for five sterling because it was cheaper to work with white people than it was with black. If they didn't like it, they were killed. It happened in 1650, the 1650s, 1652, 1656. And there were 600,000 pe- 600, people killed. That so history is so hidden, I didn't even know about but that's it. That's the point. If you want to come to me blasting about, you know, black emancipation, and I'm white, and I'm, I'm uh, listen, I don't care what color you are. We all bleed blue, I don't give a shit. I don't care about your religious beliefs, I don't care about your spiritual beliefs. We're all equal, and we all have the right to our own intuitive and our own mindset. I don't care who you are. You're brown, I'm white, we're like fucking brothers from different mothers. Oh, yeah. And we are probably closer than most people. Yep. The fact that you have to understand is you have to learn the history behind it. If you're going to come in and you're going to have a conversation with me about black emancipation, know your history. My people were sold to your black ancestors as slaves. And you're going to come to me and bitch about black emancipation when my people were emancipated before yours. It's it's like in a very ironic twist. Mm -hmm. In the spiritual aspect of all people are equal, I think this kind of equals the playing field. Right. And therefore, you cannot. I, I think that's a problem where 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 one per, one one uh, I'm going to say creed or race of people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say race. I don't like that term. Uh, one creed, one color of skin gets more empathy than another. We have white privilege now. We have black privilege. Right. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's make that clear. We have it. Everybody's so scared because of political correctness. If everybody just took it back to it, right, did you wake up today? Yes, well, you're the same as me. Did you open your eyes? Yes, oh, well, you're the same as me. Did you breathe? Oh, yes, you're the same as me. If you just take it down to the simplistic, stop looking at color, stop looking at religion, stop looking at belief systems and ideologies, just look at, are you human? I'm a human, we're brothers. Exactly. If people got down to that, we wouldn't have 95% of the problems because governments use segregation Religion, and I'm going to say conformed religion, not spirituality, because religion and spirituality are two different things. Yep. One is conformed, one is non-conformed. So conformed religion, governments purposely segregate us. They purposely put us against, uh, against each other. So then we're diverted from the truth, which is happening elsewhere. Divide and conquer at its finest. Who came up with that? They are afraid of people like us working together, because if we can build that bond... It would be kind of scary for them if the whole world could build that bond. But the whole world is capable of it. And I think that, exactly. was, I think that came to pass through the, the, towards the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic, the pandemic really, really changed really, a lot. The pandemic really changed a lot. It got people to wake up. And wake up to the fact that they had a voice. And the problem is they've, they've, they believe they've lost their voice again. Mm-hmm. 
you know, pandemic's over, things are back to normal, I'm back at my cottage, I'm out at the beach, I'm going to the movies, I'm going to a restaurant, things aren't as bad as they seem, oh, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. When you were in the middle of that pandemic, you were shouting hell water. Yeah. Now, here's the other side of that. And I'm going, as as I do, you know I, I, I play devil's advocate to both sides. I'm not pro, I'm not against. I'm sort of a neutral. I'd like to, you know, pull both sides of the string. <laughs> but the people who right the way through the pandemic were sitting there waving their country's flag saying this is the best thing that ever happened to them, blah, 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 blah. And then when it came to a vaccine, I don't trust the government. Like, go figure. If you trust the government, why are you not trusting the government? It's this just a fad. And I'm finding this within spirituality as well. And that's why I'm using this as a co-reference. That's when it suits people, they're spiritual. When it suits people, they're they're one way. And when it doesn't, they revert to their how would you say pre-coded responses. And that's frustrating as hell as a therapist. It really is because it's conditioning over many years to make people into this me, me, me mentality mm-hmm. let it suit me because if we had a even a true collective mindset a, a hive consciousness like we all believe we have but we're not using it not all of no, us no 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 some some are tapped in and some are very much tapped out then we would truly be in charge because you know i always like to say who's the government it was just the group of it was the gang that won the fight yeah because if you look at the American government, what were they? The rebels against the British. Mm-hmm. Who were the British? The robbers of the land. They mm-hmm. were just the group with the biggest guns. It's no different than a turf war. Mm-hmm. And so then to keep us split, to keep us from being aware and unique, to, like united together. Segregation <sighs> happened. Segregation at its finest. Slavery. Oh, you, This part of the populace is a problem. Let's ship them out. Yep. That's basically what happened. And, like, and that sounds really weird, but it's really true. I and I know it, it sounds so blasé, but and, and I know the trauma that happened to millions of people, just, you know, not one race or creed, but right across the world, mm-hmm. this was going on for decades. Like, if people were to truly, like, watch us, they would be scared of this. Oh, yeah. They would be scared of this relationship we have. It's just like, how are they, like, family, but from two different parts? Because when, when, you, when you strip away the, the label, when you strip away the conformity of a label, you take away the power of it. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people don't get. Government is only a name. Voices, and multiple voices. Oh, what was that movie? Ants. Okay, yes. There's I a quote from Ants. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a quote oh, from Ants. Oh, that just popped into movie. my head there. That was such a freaking rabbit hole. But there was a quote from Ants where they said that we got to keep these little ones quiet because if they actually join together as a voice, we're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the world's done for us for generations. Like, we don't know our spiritual life. We don't even know our proper timeline anymore. And yet we're sitting no. here complaining over, you know, gas prices and resources. The ancients, the Sumerians, the Arcadians, the Egyptians, the ancient Greeks, the ancient Japanese, Chinese, were using technologies that never used combustible, resourceable fossil fuels. Never. Yeah, you are absolutely right. They didn't. They used the natural. They used wind. They used mm-hmm. water. They used air. They used sunlight. They were making stuff and doing stuff that we can only dream of. And yet, we live in a world that's controlled by the price of an o- a barrel of oil. It's insanity at its finest. Right? So, you know, break it down. Get, get it down. It's absolutely freaking insane. 
And now it's about, well, you've got this and I've got this, but mine's better than yours and yours better than mine. Segregation through commercialization. If you don't have the latest iPhone 13 or 14, I don't know what fucking number it's at now, then you you're not part of the group. You're not classified as that elite end because mm-hmm. you have to have the newest product at the US time. Well, here's a wee secret for you folks. I'm just putting this out here. Every time you buy a brand new uh, iPhone, every time you buy a brand new computer or a brand new laptop or a brand new tablet, you are purchasing an item that is six years behind its manufacturers in Japan. Scientific fact. Mind blown again. Oh, I, I've seen it. I worked in within a computer company. I cool. see, I seen how far ahead. I was messing around with one gig graphics cards before people even knew they were available in the European and American markets. Whoa. Oh, yeah. And they're so far ahead. Why? Because they don't spread their shit to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go into these countries, and a lot of people say about, you know, China and communism and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe in the social status, the way that they run it. But that's it's their government. It's their country. I don't care. And it's not affecting me, essentially. I know mm-hmm. that sounds really bad. You have to understand that 95% of the information doesn't get leaked. It's only the 5% of the bad stuff. Just to back that up, it's not really bad what you said there because even here, we can't even fix our own problems. So why should we care about the outside Well, see, that was the thing. When I grew up in Northern Ireland, the height of the troubles, when people were getting killed for the likes of their religious beliefs, and we had this discussion earlier on the podcast, um, the thing that bothered me is the governments of our country... Flew to frickin' Iraq <laughs> yeah. to sort out a war when their own people were getting shot and blown up. And that's where I do not understand how this works. Then it, that forced me to go down rabbit holes. Like, well, why the hell are they in the Gulf? The Gulf War, Iran, Iraq. Oh, well, of course, right. So there's natural oil reserves there. Mm-hmm. Well, frickin' brilliant. Big oil deposit. I know why you're there now. Why aren't you here? Helping your people. And it's a common problem right against it. People are patriotic, right? Armies, and I don't care what, uh, this is my personal view, and I know I'll probably get flack about it. Armies are meant to defend your lands. Not invade. If you're going to another country to free their people, spend the time freeing your own first. Correct. Are you aware that North America has the highest amount of capital investment in their armed forces? Yeah, no. pretty sure about that. Do you want to know how much? How much? Four times more than their nearest competitor. And their nearest competitors are freaking allies. <laughs> oh, man. Trillions and trillions of dollars spent in armed forces defense. Who the fuck do you think is going to invade you? because that's the whole purpose of an army it's a fighting force to defend the land to allow the freedom of people to move through yeah so this goes back to Egyptian times record. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was coming I sort of walked into this one folks big door slap bang out well with the Egyptian times, mm-hmm. I forget what's going with this. I got a little bit distracted now. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deflection. I just become a government official, and that one statement deflected. 
<laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to give this back to you now. Okay, what's the next? Topic? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. Brain went poof. <laughs> That's all right. But uh, it, as I say, it's just it's about getting to the root of the issue, and it is segregation, and it's segregation through deformation of information. It's been yep. doctoring at its best. Time theory, CERN theory, these how would you say rising suns all this stuff is all the same it's all the same stuff and you have to understand that it, it's only by communication like this that we can break those barriers I mean, you can break the barriers you can break it down and people feel they have the voice and it, it's, it is about that but it's all misleading truth that's out there if it's on the news it's bullshit if it's you know clearly open on the internet and it's fantastical Unless it's been made in fun of and openly made in fun of, generally it's bullshit. Yeah. Like another side note, and I had this uh, conversation with one of our podcast uh, guests a long time ago, um, King Cash, mm. who's a TikTok influencer, and I said, you know, with the the standard of technology in our home in our phones right now, there's no need for shaky photographs or videos. So if it's shaky, if it's out of context, or if it's blurred, you're, you're full of shit. Yeah, you're yeah. just trying to get ten minutes of fame, and that's the problem with the fame culture. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this to get famous. I don't give a crap. I just want people to know that there's more truth out there than what they're being presented with, and there's more truth out there than I'm even aware of. There's stuff going on right now I have no fathom of, and that scares the crap out of me. Because the people who do know are the ones who's charging you to live on country or land that isn't even theirs. And I have a right to say that. I'm a, I'm a foreign national in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very, very open about that. Like, I, I, I'm not Canadian. My son is Canadian. My wife is Canadian. My knife, wife and son are more Canadian than you will ever be. Why? Because they're native. Exactly. And it's a, it's a classic a variation where people are going, well, you know, this people is coming in and invading and taking over and they're not taking this and taking that. The f- every person on the planet who isn't within their genealogical line is an invader of another planet or another country. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Right? But yet you're going to sit there and pull punches as to who's allowed to go where? Hmm. Like, if you look at, you know, you have the black communities that are uh, segregated like crazy. You have, uh, you know, your own people that are segregated like crazy. Horribly. Horribly <laughs> segregated. You have the, the, the Far Easterns, with the Japanese and the Chinese, who are actually worse treated than any other race on the planet, for really? the record. Oh, yeah. Asian hate crime outdoes black and white, and uh, I'm going to use the term brown. I don't yep. know if that's an appropriate term. No, I'm going to use not. it anyway. Don't offend you, bro. Um, but Asian hate crime uh, outweighs all of the rest of them by six times, and it's you never well, hear of it. You never hear of it. Is it because of COVID? No, it's just <laughs> COVID was created in the Philadelphia freaking. I know, thing but like States, you know right? how somebody pointed finger said they did it, and then everyone. Well, who started do you think done that? Oh yeah, the makers. <laughs> exactly. Spin doctor. Dis, dis, displace the blame and be like, it's over there. And then you're digging, covering up your evidence. That's, that's the way it always is. But uh, th- there's another thing, right? As I say, the Asian hate crime, something that's not going. Um, do you know that there's more uh, human trafficking and child trafficking going on now than there has been in all of history? I would have to say, yes, I am aware of that. Yeah. yeah. Not many people are. Why? Because they don't take the time to listen. 
they listen to the bullshit. They listen to who, what celebrities making what movie and who they're marrying, but they don't take the time to actually worry about where their next door neighbor's children were suddenly lifted up from their front yard and now are nowhere to be found. And that's yeah. I th- that's what I think the the issue I have within the westernized mindset, or as I call it, the third dimensional mindset, and even spiritual mindset is that you're so focused on silly things that the important things are just being left alone and people are getting off to do what they want. And that's frustrating for me. People are coming in and they're complaining over the simplest things. When there's people who live in the same street of them that are struggling to put food on their table, who are depressive, who are suicidal, and nobody cares. And we I need to take care of our own before even looking outward. Exactly. Fix your own, your own mindset. Have faith in the process and watch how that faith gives other people hope. Yeah. Because that's all we have right now. We've got a, as we say, a licorice all sorts bag of crap out there. Until we actually build back community. Build but what is what community to you? You know when people look on when something bad's happening? And no one, and you know oh, you're yeah, supposed you, to go in. It's oh, onlooker syndrome. Uh, uh, onlooker syndrome. Oh, yeah. I Let me video this so I can get a viral hit. Yeah. Why the hell are you doing it? Like, why aren't you helping the person because while they're getting bludgeoned to death? People have no manners anymore, man. Like, that happens in India quite common. Someone's getting raped and they're just laughing and videotaping. I, I, I literally watched a video that came out on the dark web. Yeah, I said that. It came out on the dark web where it actually watched a woman getting raped, raped and then beheaded. And no one does a thing. And nobody does a damn thing. Yeah. Like, who the hell has that right? Do you know what I mean? It's, to be honest, if you're an onlooker, you're just as guilty. Oh, you're worse. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, uh, it must be an old school mindset that you and I have. Like, if I see somebody in trouble, I want to help them. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. I want to help them any way I can. I'm the first person to hand somebody 50 bucks to say, go and get yourself food. You saw me do that too. I've seen you do that. Yep. You've seen me do that. Yep. You know, because uh, the way I look at it is, if you can't look after the people around you, how are you meant to look after a country and how are you meant to look after this world? Mm-hmm. How are you meant to be spiritually conscious? It's not all rules in every religion and every spiritual practice is to love thy neighbor, assist yes, where you can. Who the fuck does it? Nobody that I know of. So then who the hell is actually religious and spiritual? See Nobody my point, really. and I'm not, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not picking names here and I'm not saying, well, I'm better than you because I give this guy 20 bucks for food. What I'm saying is we need to get the principles and moralities of that back. We need to get that consciousness where we work as a team rather than looking at each other as opposing teams. And that includes race, that includes religion, that includes spirituality, it includes a lot of these different ideologies that we've thrown into this podcast. We need to get ourselves back to a degree where everybody is at least reading the same page. Yep. They don't have to be on it, they don't have to agree it, but at least read it. Take what you want from it and apply it. Being because aware is key. Ignorance is bliss. Mm. Ignorance is bliss. Except when that person who's been blissful gets their problem and no one comes to help. And exactly. all of a sudden, where's my help? I think there was a quote I done today. And it was a bit of a smart ass one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. I'm not even going to lie. It was a smart ass one. For the record, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Stevie has amazing quotes. And in time, you will hear some amazing quotes. (laughs) Some of them. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's an Irish thing, bro. (laughs) We're just, we're just, we're all out for the funds and gigs. 
No, I actually can't. Hold on. I'm going to find this because it's going to bug me. Um, I, I came up with a quote today because we were doing, we were setting up for this event we're doing next month, the 19th, where we're going to sit down and I'm going to sort of try and educate people on some non-fluff sort of topics. And um, there was a quote that came up and I said, oh, I really want to put that on a, on a poster for my, my event. And I was like, um, should I or shouldn't I? Was that the one that you have on the poster or yeah, you have I another good remember. one? I can't remember how I worded it. Uh, oh yeah, the highest form of ignorance is when you reject something that you don't know anything about. Mic drop. But it was a mic drop moment. Why? Because when I read that, I was like, holy crap. Statements like that don't scare me. Mm-hmm. They inspire me. So when I hear, well, I'm ignorant. Well, ignorant means fear. Fear means lack of knowledge. That means I need to learn more. And that's where my mind breaks that down. Where somebody else uses the term ignorant and they just think race. Well, I'm racist. Because I'm ignorant. No, I'm racist because I'm uneducated. And that's the whole point. We need to educate ourselves. Educate ourselves without the conformity of control. From religious organizations. From government uh, inputs. We need to educate ourselves. And if we educate ourselves, we educate our family. And in turn, we educate the people we care about. They educate the people they care about. Before you know, we have a new consciousness across the world. It that's right. when the real work can begin. But that, that's sort of thing. The, the automatic response to that is, well, that's impossible. No, it's not. It starts oh. off with a thought. And that thought is, I got to get myself mentally well, physically well, spiritually aligned. In that moment, you can go to somebody who goes, look what I've done. Look, look what I've done for me. Let me teach you how to do it for you. If that person doesn't want it, that's on them. Their time will come around. That's their karma. They're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Go on to the next person. And that's what, uh, that's what we need in society right now is a few people like us who are loud mice and don't really care. To say that the power is in you. It's not in some organization. It's in you. The power is in you to make a connection to a higher power. It's in, yours, it's in your very DNA to heal yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically. Anything that has been told contrary to that is bullshit. Your brain is the most advanced thing on the planet. Like, it is unbelievably advanced to the point that no scientist knows everything about the brain. Because there's... Yeah, it barely scratched the surface. You can't... It's unfathomable, Mm -hmm. right? But your brain is literally genetically born, evolved, whatever you want to call it, implemented, if you want to call that, spliced, if you want to call that too, because there's loads of ideologies we're throwing in this conversation, to heal itself. It's the chemicals that we put in their body that stop it. <laughs> yeah. From our toothpaste to the foods we eat. To the painkillers for your toothache, for your mm. belly ache, for your muscle ache. Think yeah. about that. Mm. Don't get me started on Big Pharma because we could probably fix all those issues naturally too. But, but big, big Pharma got their recipes from the ancients. Exactly. They got it from the local shamans. They got it from the native shamans. They got it from, you know, the, the old Egyptian... Uh, they actually were healers, in my opinion. Um, some Gomans, the Santerians, the, the old Palamayambai, Pala, you know, all these old, old, old styles of faith healing, I think is the proper term. But they were the first nutritionists. They were the first um, naturopaths. They were the first dentists. They were the first surgeons. Brain surgery for a headache used to be boring a hole into the back of your head Yeesh. to let out the demon. 
That's scientifically proven. There's archaeological evidence all over the world of it. That was called brainletting. But all these techniques that we, we take for granted now and we pop it in the pill came through years and years and years of investigation through these ancient people. Canada, North America, being one of the classics. The, the native community and indigenous community know more about healing with natural herbs and natural remedies than anywhere else that I've ever visited. Phenomenal amount of knowledge that nobody knows nothing about. Probably have the cure for cancer too. Cure for cancer was, that cure was actually given in the same statement. <laughs> so the guy who labeled cancer as cancer uh, cured the, the condition mm-hmm. in the same statement. Cancer doesn't kill people. Chemotherapy kills people. Radiotherapy kills people. Botched up surgeries kill people. Mm-hmm. Cancer doesn't. And that's a big fucking statement. But that's based on the actual evidence of the guy who coined the curve. Think about that. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how to think about that, right? And this is through documentation, all right? We're going to keep this quick because this is getting really, really long. And we want to sort of break this into a few sessions. The, when the, the, There's been certain people that have been documented recently who turned to God, okay, at the time is stage four, really acute, advanced, mm-hmm. months, weeks to live, right? And they turned to God and they had absolute faith absolute faith that God would help them and their stage four cancer reversed and I'm not talking one or two cases I'm talking tens of thousands of cases where um, some people who had maybe a thousand polyps in the uterine wall prayed hard to God and said I believe that you can heal me I am a good person totally gone over two weeks power of faith no it's the power of the mind and your mind's connected to your soul, and your soul's connected to God, by whatever name you call him. Do you? Th- but do you, don't you think that's where their faith, their pure faith, blind faith at that moment? Well, see, there's a difference between faith and blind faith. Okay. So that's that. I want you to explain the difference in that because I make it way too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> faith, to me, is you know for sure, but you're not being brainwashed by any outside source or brainwashed by any source faith to me is that you know 100% that it is going to work because you believe okay. that it's going to work okay am I a little bit off on this no I'm, I'm listening I'm okay. learning I'm educating this is why when I do the rituals that I do or the practices that no, I so do no, no, before you go off of, no, so that's faith what's yeah. bl- oh, that's blind faith what's f- oh, that's faith what's blind faith what's the difference Blind faith is just going by what somebody tells you without actually doing your own homework. So by definition, as an analogy, to defluff it slightly yes. for our listeners, faith would be knowing that the sun comes up every day. Blind faith would be what in comparison? Hmm. Being told that the sun's not the sun, it's the moon? Yeah, that's that. Would that be a good analogy? That'd be a good example. So faith would be the sun, knowing that the sun's ri- going to rise every day. Blind faith would be told that it's not going to be the sun tomorrow; it's going to be the moon. Oh yeah, I like that. That's a good. One. So we can analogize like yeah. that. That's actually not bad. I might keep it's like that some one. people when uh w- when they quote oh from this book it says that okay show me prove it they never even read it it's because they heard it from their pastor or their their 
spiritual person that they go it to. It was literally, religious. it's literally an issue that I came up with recent or and I found recently that um, so many people mo- misquote certain parts of uh, books, religious books, normal books, TV quotes, whatever, but they take it out of context. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, I, I'd done this in a very early podcast, and I'm just going to refresh a lot of people's memories where uh, the expression of when one door closes another one opens that's the only part that a lot of people use but there's so much more to that quotation you're so busy looking behind you the doors closed that you miss the opportunity for the doors in front of you is the second part of that oh my goodness and that totally changed the context and totally changes the meaning and the philosophy and the ideology behind that statement and that's what i'm saying there's a lot of people take a lot of things out of context like these as you say, weekend warriors in your field and mine, <laughs> yeah. um, who take so much out of context and only work on the bits that they picked up during their training or picked up during their study. And that's what uh, I say. I'm, I'm not all-knowing by any means. I have a deep knowledge in certain aspects of spirituality, but the fact of the matter is I'm always learning. And if you're not willing to learn and change, you're, you're not, in my definition, spiritual. Because spirituality to me is an expansion of consciousness. It's an expansion of your energy. And it's a sharing of knowledge, sharing of love, and sharing of acceptance. That, to me, is being spiritual. Endless growth. Endless growth. Infinite knowledge, infinite legacy of knowledge. And doing it from a place of compassion, love, and, as I say, acceptance of other people's belief systems. If you're going to say, no, you're wrong, then you're no different. That's why you never hear me go, you're wrong. I'll go, Think about it like this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I always say, think about it. Because, I, you know, this is my understanding. You have yours. You have your interpretation. You have your understanding. And that's what we need to do, I think, as a society. And a lot of these topics, I really want to get into like, like two and a half hour podcast on these timelines and really find if we can get video evidence to back it up and documented evidence to back it up and do it as a, a YouTube video. Would you well, be down for that? I'm down for that, and I can help back that up too because when we look at the solar system, mm-hmm. when was it, like 1500s or something, they yeah. said we were heliocentric? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 62,000 years ago, we already knew that in India. That's actually true, correct, yeah. And even my own people in India still think that, yes, they discovered it, but they think they discovered it in 1400s. So no. this means our own people aren't even reading their own knowledge. But that's the thing. It's it's displacement. Only certain people have certain keys. So let's I believe that all knowledge on the, pla- on the planet is all pieces of a puzzle, and there's always one person who has the last piece and will give it less. Yep. That and that's what so it true. feels like. You it's know like, what I mean? Nah, nah, nah. It's like, I got it, come get it, but it's <laughs> going to cost you this, 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 and this, and this. Yep. And that's, a, that's the thing. But yeah, I think that's something that we should really get into. Because we've went out so many rabbit holes in this podcast Time alone. Let's, let's do the research. Let's knock this one out of the park. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll probably do that in the YouTube. So that would probably be our first official YouTube video uh, podcast. And we'll do it like that. Okay. And then, uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> we've got a whole lot more to talk about over this next couple of weeks. And <laughs> I just want to point out for the record, I'm really sorry that we've sort of backed off, but we have so many more new members of staff since the last podcast. We have Pam, we have Lisa, we've now got Jaden. We're doing renovations in here. We're mm. always changing, we're always swapping. So, you know, the the store side of things had to go through a little transition. And now we can get back into some sort of comfortable time where we can sit down like this and just have a couple of really good podcasts and go deep as hell. 
So another thing that we could ask, if any person does have anything that they would like you and I to discuss. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, throw, throw it out there. Email us at uh, shinewavespiritual at gmail.com. Or if you're in the area, pay us a visit. Yeah, drop into the shop. We're, all, we're here most days, one of the two of us. and just drop Lakeshore in. Lakeshore Road East, Unit 1, Oakville, Ontario. Yeah, Jesus, you've done this before. Yes, sir, I have. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm quite impressed, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, even get, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We're, we're freaking everywhere. There's no excuse. Message us. Yeah, Give us a, the idea. Give us something that we can go down a rabbit hole in. Because we don't mind talking about any of it. And anything that we well, we discuss, we spend hours of research. Like we don't have, <laughs> we're not like some of these big podcasters who, who has a research team. We are our own research. We, yeah. <laughs> we spend hours outside work talking crap, trying to get to the bottom of stuff. And then we go, oh, that'd be a good podcast. Let's do that. So that's what we'll do. Okay. We'll do that and we'll get uh, into the nitty gritty. Um, so as I say, contact us if you need us. Um, Spiritual gmail.com uh, message us on Instagram Facebook or Twitter or you can call the shop and that's a Canadian number 905-572-1761 it's like you've done this before yourself I did but I think I got the number wrong <laughs> <laughs> go on social media <laughs> <laughs> go on social media <laughs> no it's uh, it's 905-582-1761 sorry so 905-582-1761 Oh, I'm needing to say five seventy. Oh, because I'm looking at the fifty-seven years at the top of this piece of paper. It's wrecking my head. I'm gonna laugh because <coughs> anyone that calls the number you mentioned before, some poor person's gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. So strike that one. Nine oh five five eight two one seven six one. Yeah, give us a call, drop us a message, and if you want anything discussed in depth, or if you even want to come in and join us on a podcast and really get into the bottom and give us your opinion, we'd like to be educated too. Mm-hmm. On all aspects, and I'm always open for a good debate. I'm always, and a lot of the time I sit back and observe when I do that, so these guys see something they're not used to, me being quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, Steve Steve is coming up with something. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's it, man. We'll we'll start another one. We'll get another one out next week. We'll get stuck into these and get these... um, get the more consistent and we'll start coming up with a theme and a pattern for all of these because we've so many things we want to talk about like we, we had like four or five in the list and we didn't cover half of them no <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there sigilization was on the list what else was on the list uh, different sorts of modalities um, what the difference is in different energy modalities there were so many things guys it was crazy so I can go on about astrology still so oh yeah well, you talk to the cows come home and then they go back out to pasture that one <laughs> <laughs> I'll never put it to bed <laughs> I'll never put it to bed alright guys thank you very much for listening in See you guys. thank you for showing our support in all areas just you know online and in the store and we shall talk to you soon so have a good evening Neil and thank you thank you Stevie. bye